Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey y'all, Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair Media Network. Clemson, Alabama, Florida, and Georgia are the only relevant teams in college football right now. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. an ashamed member of the Air Raid Tours of North America. And with me, as always, is AJ. Texas may not be back, but Oklahoma ain't either. Hashtag Cyclone Nation Marchese. The Big 12 is parody, baby. Today, we'll break down our 2021 NFL Draft superlatives from this past Saturday in college football. Let's hit it. Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my baby, driving up to Cleveland, maybe looking for a Lawrence or Sewell. Don't draft specialists on the first day, don't draft specialists on the second day, maybe draft a punter in the six. We'll see, let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. The wait is finally over. A triple header of fun is upon us this week. Football is in full effect. Well, kind of. With many teams strutting their stuff early. The NBA Finals are here and the MLB playoffs are in full swing. See you later, Blue Jays. You might not be at a game this year. But you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to Bet Online today and take full advantage of all their great sign up bonuses. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. Just don't bet on the Titans. That's the, the ad read really said that. Really? Yep. That's crazy. How do they know? BetOnline knows most things because the NFL is all scripted and they have the script. <laughs> That's how Vegas makes their money, baby. Um, before we jump into things, uh, only one little piece of breaking news, which is not breaking because it happened days ago. <laughs> uh, Stanford corner Paulson Adebo opted out uh, and declared for the 2021 NFL draft. What say you, AJ? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Can I be honest? I'm tired of it. <laughs> I'm just tired of talking opt outs. Like, okay, make your make a decision. Uh, I, I thought he needed the. You, you sorry, you're against them, eh? No, I'm not. I'm just saying to the hell you, you and want. Gary Danielson. Yeah, Gary. I don't know about that. Anyways, um, yeah, the, the, the season the season would have helped. Paulson the Debo. Um, he's talented. He needed another season. Good for him. Do whatever the hell you want. That's my take now. Great redshirt freshman year, sophomore slump last season. Went back. Definitely good call going back. Um, now I, I don't know. Like he he's very scheme specific that I could see him falling. Like um, to the fourth or later. Yeah, yeah, like to to early day three yeah. potentially. No, I feel the same. Especially like 
Like I I don't, I I think he was in the conversation as a top five corner, but I didn't have him there. Um, but definitely a top ten corner. It, it it'll be interesting. The back half of my top ten corners are all from the Pac twelve. <laughs> the big year for them. And and three of them have opted out. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Um, lots of corners in the Pac twelve though, because I think. Six of my top ten are from there. Corners and offensive linemen, baby. And quarterbacks. That's what we do in quarterbacks who don't always work out. No. not Josh no. Rosen will. Well, he will. He's on his third, fourth team? Fourth team. Third team. Third team. Yeah, but I mean, on the, on the fourth, it'll work out. That's what they say, right? Four times the charm. Oh, right, right, right. Once he learns the secrets from Brady and, and Bruce Arians, <laughs> and then ends up, <laughs> ends up in Washington next year. Yeah, with that loaded with, Washington with, team. Yeah, he'll be terrific. <laughs> Poor Dwayne Haskins. Apparently, today's his last chance. All right. Speaking of last chances, um, <laughs> this was a lot of freshmen's first chance at a lasting impression. Whoa. Holy shit. How'd you pull that out of your hat? I wrote that down. <laughs> Show scripted. Um, <laughs> who was the best freshman you saw? I, I, I thought there was a lot of sophomores this week and, and less freshmen. I agree. Yeah. Um... You know what? I'll go to Friday night. I, I'll go. I'll go deep. I'll, I'll do a deep cut here. Oh, I know who you're going. Tyler Batty, the BYU mm-hmm. edge. He was good. He man. was unblockable. Yeah, uh, had like three sacks. He's six five, two sixty five. Yeah, he's 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 very like NFL body already. Yeah, very much so. Um, Louisiana Tech's offensive line stunk, and I was an idiot for picking them, but. <laughs> Still, seeing a freshman that's built like that and uh, racking up those sack numbers and winning easies is impressive. I'll stick on the defensive line. I'll go with uh, the top prospect uh, or the top recruit in the country, Brian Breeze, the Clemson defensive tackle, Mm -hmm. in the rotation for the Tigers against Virginia. I came up with a sack. Every time he's on the field, like the fact that he's only 18, it blows me away because he looks like he's going to be a first-round pick in three years. It's always fun when we, we get those guys, yeah. Yeah, him, him, and Miles Murphy, they're they're uh, edge, uh, both just NFL bodies. Do you, do you want to talk the rattle here? It's weird that we got a freshman that's worth talking about every week. Like you know what I mean? Just to mention. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, okay. Overall, I thought I thought he played really well. Obviously, the the interception at the end in the end zone was a bad decision, a bad throw. Yes. Um, give Iowa State the win, but. I think part of the issue was the expectations were too high. Definitely. People, yeah, and, and like I'm guilty of this too. He's a redshirt freshman who, um, we immediately assumed was a Heisman candidate just because Lincoln Riley. Yeah. Uh, and when you look at Baker Mayfield, Kyler Murray, and Jalen Hurts, they were all experienced quarterbacks by the time they were starting for Lincoln Riley. Mm-hmm. Like they all started at different schools as freshmen and had success. And, and then, well, Baker especially developed for years under Riley. Yeah. Um, Kyler had t- uh, a year, and then obviously Hertz just comes in. But Hertz was one of the I, I don't know most successful quarterbacks of the last century in college football. Um, and, and the other thing is Rattler has less around him than those guys had. Yeah, we talked about that last like, week. Yeah. Right, like B- Baker had Hollywood and Lamb. Kyler had Hollywood and Lamb. Um, <laughs> Hertz had Lamb, he just has Rambo, 
And oh, and Baker had Mark Andrews, and Mark, like things yeah. like yeah. And, and then the other thing is the offensive line. I think is the biggest difference. This Oklahoma offensive line isn't that good. No, it's it's just Creed Humphrey right now, and he's even been like yeah, um, yeah. And versus those other guys, all had um, yeah. However many like get. like yeah like I think Baker's last offensive line in Oklahoma everyone was drafted I believe so yes yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's like you got you got to factor that in and defensively they are worse because I mean like losing Kenneth Murray first round pick Ronnie Perkins has been suspended that that's two two of last year's like most impactful defensive players. Mm-hmm. And they they lose um, a starting corner from last year, their best corner, Parnell Motley. Like the the team is just worse around him. Yeah. And, and the the plus the circumstances of this season don't help. It, it seems to me like Spencer Rattler's going to have an incredible freshman year because he is so far, just not a Heisman candidate year. And then next year, with hopefully some development around him. That's, I guess, when we can get our expectations back to being high. Um, like, Heisman high versus just, uh, like, he's still playing, like, an all-conference quarterback. Like, he outplayed Brock Purdy last night. Yeah, if it was any other player on any other uh, team, we would be like, holy fuck, what a performance. Like, it's just that it's Spencer Rattler and he's at Oklahoma that it's, it's um, all right, he's okay. Like, I, I like there are definitely like you know he's a redshirt freshman man he's learning like uh, I think one thing he definitely doesn't do well right now is is feel the pressure and like he struggles with his own protections it's like sometimes he just doesn't you know he just he's, freshman thing yeah he doesn't know who's blocking who and he gets into trouble that way and then uh yeah on the pick he totally didn't see uh young in the middle there who's also a redshirt freshman so I, I got to throw his name down it was a great play by him so um but. Uh, Overall, like he's still making these jaw-dropping throws for a redshirt freshman quarterback, and like the touchdown run was sick. He's very exciting. He he's still, I think, probably one of the one of the ten most exciting quarterbacks in college football right yeah, now. And I mean, he carried that Oklahoma team last night, and uh, or whenever you listen, two nights ago. Uh, and yeah, they lost, and the pick was bad, but it, <laughs> it was twenty-five of thirty-six for three hundred yards, two touchdowns, and the rushing touchdown. Like it was a great game. Hell yeah. Um. I will throw a Alabama freshman in Edge Will Anderson, who I thought was playing with his hair on fire against Texas A&M. Uh, nothing major on the stat sheet. Had a pressure in a TFL, but just uh, another guy who looks the part of a future NFL player. I think he's like 6'4", 230. He was a top 20 recruit. Um, he, he, he just looked really good. Yeah. Uh- to a lesser extent, but I'll stay in the state. Uh, I kind of like Tank Bigsby, the the Auburn. I put him down. Yeah, I like, put him down. Like, they, the, the the thing is about that Auburn team is when Seth Williams isn't getting open, they don't they they don't seem to have much of an identity, and he started to give them a bit of one. Yeah, first of all, I love that name, Tank Bigsby. That's awesome. He's six foot like two hundred plus. Uh, didn't do too much on the ground, but like catching the ball was impressive, and uh, I gotta like to like to see that from a freshman running back. He he was a top running back recruit too. I think he he, he I, maybe on the cusp of being a five star. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he's already like again well built. Uh, you mentioned he's like six foot two 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 oh five. Yeah, and yeah, he they they haven't had a running game in a while, and he started like it wasn't super effective on the ground, but he looks like their most talented running back. Definitely, definitely. Uh, I'll throw one more out there because he's hard to miss. Lavelle Davis Jr., the Virginia receiver. Yeah. Now he he was better against Duke, 
but he they, they've got him in a big role and he's six seven. <laughs> six seven what like two oh five as well or something, right? Yeah, like he looks like a basketball player. He does. Um and, and he's already their one of their top two receivers. Virginia's kinda a, a funky team this year. They're, but they have been like last year was obviously their peak. But they they've been they're just I don't know. I always like watching Virginia. How do you how do you feel about the new uniforms? I like them. I was, I should have asked you last night. I meant to, but I like them. They're okay. I like the I like that. You know what? Numbers on helmets always gets me. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, no, it's it's always a good look. Look at the Washington football team. <laughs> yep. Um. Okay, moving to best sophomore. Yeah, there got, was a lot of sophomores. Yeah, I got a lot more names here. Uh, you know what? I'm going to start with Brees Hall again because he put that team on his back and he carried them yep. and fucking won that game, obviously, against Oklahoma with that those two awesome runs to seal it. Had uh, like a buck 39, two touchdowns. Uh, Brees Hall's a stud. Like he, he keeps looking like he could be drafted you know, this year, and obviously he's not eligible. But uh, he, he, he's – Go ahead, yeah. Uh, I was gonna say he's got a great feel, great instincts. Yeah, yeah, and then you know you throw in with that that David Montgomery esque contact balance. Um, mm-hmm. He's a good back, man. Like <laughs> I, I uh, like he's. Do you think he's? I don't know. I want to say he's already better than Montgomery was, but he's he's almost there. I, I I wouldn't say that. You wouldn't say he's almost there. No, sorry, I wouldn't say that he's better. Yeah, no, I I, I, I think D- D- David Montgomery's a lot more involved in the passing game for them. Yeah, no, that's that's a good point. And I mean, obviously, he's still a sophomore. But so. I think I think Hall's got more juice. Um, yeah, yeah. Which I mean, that's been the the downfall of David Montgomery's early NFL career. Hey, it's, it's not not athletic enough. It's Montgomery's show now in Chicago. Three cones out. So finally, yes. Uh, I'll stick at running back in. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, I'll stick at running back and go with South Carolina's yeah. Kevin Harris. Yeah, another guy who's what five ten two twenty five as a sophomore. Yeah, like, he he's yeah. he's a bruiser for sure. Had had what a hundred yards, and he had the it looked pretty good catch ball too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I liked he was him. he was their best he was their best player against Florida. Uh, I thought and agreed consistently breaking first contact and just chugging along with those legs. Kind of a little bit of a Nick Chubb vibe, not obviously to that extent, but just the way that he, he kept that leg drive going through contact. Um, he, he looks like a guy to watch in the future. Definitely. I liked him a lot. It's like South Carolina yeah. always has, like, a running back who's on the – like, they always have, like, a running back that's, like, in consideration for getting drafted. And But Kevin Harris looks I, like I sh- good. Yeah. I should have said my comp's actually Mike Davis. <laughs> yeah, all, as all South Carolina running backs are. Yes. Uh, uh, I was thinking the SEC at back. Like Aeneas Smith had like a a weird yeah. performance, but like <laughs> looked really good uh, catching the ball. Like he toasted Dylan Moses on that corner rail. Like that at first when I like I just you know watching three games at once. I thought that was a wide receiver out there. I'm like, why is Moses on a wide receiver? Well, well, eleven touches, 153 yards, two scores. He's like their satellite back yeah. slot type. Change of pace guy compliments Isaiah Spiller um, in the backfield, but also is with, with their like new faces of pass catchers. Yeah. He's their most dynamic player in general. So I think, like in in the NFL, I think he's probably ends up being a slot receiver. It's interesting. He's like he's he's about what is he six foot one ninety? I forgot to write his um, height weight down, but kind of a, like a, uh, he's built like a you know like like a hybrid is. And, and he's wearing that number zero. He's 5'10", 190. 5'10". Um, okay. 
But yeah, no, he he was their most explosive pass catcher. I'm excited to see him against Florida, whose defense is not nearly as good as Alabama's. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He can, he can put up a huge game. Um, I'll stick at SEC with pass catchers mm-hmm. and go John Mechie, the next Alabama stud. Uh, true sophomore, five catches, 181, two scores against A&M. From Canada. From Brampton, so, baby. Double shout-out. Yeah. yeah, AJ's home. home. Um, they, they, they lose Ruggs and Judy to the first round of the NFL, but everyone knows they've got Waddle and Smith coming back, two more potential first-round picks. And then this kid comes out of nowhere, and he's just – Flying by the Aggies defense. He's listed at like six foot one ninety five, but like he's already so well built. Like he, he he looks like he's he's close to the NFL body already. Um, yeah, man, he he, he toasted the the A and M secondary. He he looks like a, a dude. But like it's not surprising. Every single year, A&M, um, Alabama has a underclassman wide receiver that's like okay, he'll be a top twenty pick in two years or whatever. You know. Yeah. Um. You know, I got to show up Matt Corral again, Rob, because he he's, he just keeps looking good. And I think he's going to be like a guy we're talking about uh, next year, man. Like, so what, 24, 29, 320, four touchdowns, uh, ran a, a pretty well, too, and then won the game in OT. Easy one to, uh, to Elijah Moore. But I, I thought Matt Corral is, is put together an amazing first uh, couple weeks here to start the season. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see him going forward under Lane Kiffin. That team, obviously – upset Kentucky um, in overtime and, and just hoping that they can consistently can like they looked pretty good against Florida obviously Florida pulled away in the end but they put up points and, and just to see a, a, a competent enough Ole Miss team to hang in games at least for a half that's pretty fun I think. big big test for Corral and the whole squad this week is they play Bama so yeah um I'll stick at quarterback in the ACC, NC State's Devin Leary, who didn't win the QB job out of camp, but started against Pitt of the vaunted Pitt defense and looked fantastic. Four touchdowns, 336 through the air. Um, Just really surprisingly poised, attacking the seam, uh, exposing the Pitt secondary. (laughs) Pass rush is the, I I don't know, Pitt's Pitt's got the best pass rush in the country, and their O-line played really well, but, like, he did not seem phased. And I know he's a former, um, like, I'm pretty sure Elite 11 quarterback, so Mm. good to see that from him. Uh, my last one, I'll throw it down here, is just a quick shout-out combo, because I got a shout-out my Eagles, uh, almost almost beating the Tar Heels. But Phil Dracovic, uh I love Phil Dracovic, man. He's, he's fucking, first of all, he's like 6'5", probably 235-ish. Uh, there, there was that one play where that was called back where he made that insane move and a dart to Hunter Long that would have uh, tied the game. But he, he's awesome, threw over 300 yards again. He's kind of, it, it's weird to see BC like, on the shoulders of a quarterback. Like, you know, we're just so used to them kind of just slugging it out and not having, like, a real force on offense. I don't know. I, I Also, Zay Flowers, a receiver, I, I like him a lot, too. Another guy to watch. He's he's nifty, man. He can make some nasty moves after the catch. Uh, he can fly. I like him. Okay, I'll finish this with a trio of bulldogs. <laughs> um, Georgia receivers, George Pickens and Kyrus Jackson. Mm-hmm. Jackson went for 147. George Pickens beat Roger McCreary on a one-on-one for a sick touchdown. Those two are a lot of fun. If Georgia can find some consistency in their, their passing attack, those dudes are dudes who will play in the NFL. Yep. Um, and then other side of the ball, Aziz Ojulari. Uh, I don't know how to say it. I don't Aziz Ojulari. There it is. Um, their, their pass rusher was 
unblockable against Auburn. Three TFLs a sack. He won with power. He won with speed. He got flexibility to run the arc. I thought he was fantastic. The Georgia defense is is probably top three in the country, yeah. and he was. Uh, I thought the the best player on that defense. That's. I I think I underrated underestimated the Georgia defense coming to the year like an idiot to be honest. Uh, well, I, I think part of it is it doesn't have the same clout, like prospect clout that Alabama has, but it play it plays so like sound. It's yeah. just so sound, and also their secondary is loaded. Yeah, and, that's like, what I Tyson, more on Tyson Campbell in a bit, but Indeed. Uh, yeah. Jump jump into weekday warrior. Uh, we 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 got to see our BYU. Just dominate Louisiana Tech. This is not like okay. The, clearly, Zach Wilson's the weekday warrior. But yes, I I underappreciated him uh, in the summer. Andre Ward saying this is Aaron Rodgers two point <laughs> I mean, fuck, he, he looked like it, Rob. He looked like it. Fucking two incompletions, three hundred uh, three hundred yards passing, two touchdowns, and three more touchdowns rushing. Like he he looked he looked awesome. I know it was Louisiana Tech, but like. He looked like so much fun just getting those off script, like scrambling around, making these uh, look off. Looking like Steve throws. Young. <laughs> yeah, he did. Look, look, looking like Jim McMahon. Everything though, all with these the headband. All these comps you got to blend it with Taysom Hill though. It's Steve McMahon blended with Taysom Hill. So. Yeah, but no, he, yeah. he looked. Yeah, I, he, I remember in the summer you're like, I think he was your top, uh, top group, group of five north quarterback and you're like i'm gonna bet on him because he's got the most upside i think adam i don't know second or third i'm like yeah i don't don't know if i'm feeling it the same way you do and uh you're right he looks good yeah that i can't wait till they play boise state they might go undefeated byu's also they need a shout out um their trench play on both sides of the ball yeah i think they got a shout out every every week um yeah the 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 byu o-line is I underestimate, and, and they're missing uh, M. Pay, and uh, I think Hogue was out too, right? Yeah. So that's they're just they're still mauling, yeah. Yeah. No, I I, I wish they got to play their real schedule because they had a tough real schedule. Yeah, this is a bit of a cakewalk, but at least they get Boise what November seventh or so. Like Zach, Zach Wilson's playing it uh, well enough that he, I think, will end up being viewed as a potential top ten quarterback in this class, but yeah. If he goes back, like I, I think he'd be considered one of the top seniors in the country if he keeps playing at this type uh, of clip. Agreed. Yeah. Um, best prospect you saw? Uh, I threw a couple names down, and it's kind of like the usual uh, suspects here, Rob. Um, but for the sake of being very slightly different, I'll say Jalen Waddle first, because man, he's just absolutely cooking out there, and I'm, just, I'm, I don't know. It makes me happy for some reason. It's just like. You know, there was it wasn't like people were doubting him in the summer, but there was like there's slight doubts, right? And now he's the uh, no, there wasn't. Uh, you're just straw man argument okay. right now, Rob. You said he's uh, undraftable. <laughs> uh, no, there like I, I again, it's not like doubts. It's just like uh, like you know, like the the contested catch stuff and whatever. And it's like not sure if he's on rugs his level or whatever. But I think he definitely is. And like that that one route where he's just the in and go, and he's just cooked i know we always knew he was fast but he, he's making like the big time uh tough he catch. doesn't lose go ahead yeah. he doesn't lose speed through his routes he's so explosive yeah um no i i put him here for the second straight week yeah he i, I don't know he's uncoverable very much so yeah he's fantastic and devonta smith deserves a little shout out too just because he is a very perfect compliment to him and also had a wonderful touchdown grab your comp is digs right for smith yeah 
the the more I watch of Smith, the, the more I, I I like that comp. I wouldn't be surprised if Smith ends up sliding maybe into the early second round. Just because he's not gonna like, because uh, obviously there's no. Jamar Chase, there's Jalen Waddle. Like I, I, I wonder if Smith or Bateman, just because they're not gonna run the sub four four slide or something, just because it's it, it, it's a loaded receiver class yeah. as always. Yeah, like it might, uh, I also, it might not be like a, a slide, but yeah, I, I think Waddle's gonna jump those guys if he hasn't already. Yeah, I think I think I, I think Waddle is pushing for a chance to be taken before Jamar Chase. Yeah. You know what happens, right? It's like like what happened with Henry Ruggs. If it comes down to his, if he runs a four three, he's you know he's got a real shot to go first. Yeah, for sure. Uh, especially the way he's playing right now, because he's dominating through two games. Uh, uh, more, I, I, I like he's he's playing more dominant football than Henry Ruggs was. Yeah, no. And, and part of that was there was just so many mouths to feed at Alabama, yeah. and Tua was really good at distributing the ball. But like, if Jalen Waddle goes and wins the Blitnikoff, which I, if if the season ended today after two games, he would. Uh, don't don't jinx um, it, okay? <laughs> but uh, hey. Kyle Pitts could also win it. Hey, who knows what position he plays? <laughs> um, and he he's my other best yeah. prospect. Four four for fifty seven, but two more scores, uh, both in the first half against South Carolina. He's <clears throat> just he's the biggest mismatch in college football. He is uh, fantastic. Like, uh, like I I don't even know how high he goes right now. To be honest, I think he just keeps helping himself, man. Hey, T.J. Hawkinson went top ten. <laughs> is it like. <laughs> Like I don't know, I always feel like it takes like a bit of a, a wonky class or a weird team to, to take a tight end that high. Tight end, yeah, no, I I, w- I have a hard time justifying taking a tight end in the top ten. I, um, but like, if Pitts but, were to go like fifteenth overall right now, would you be shocked? Like, I know it's not happening right now. But. No, no, I I would I would probably take him there. He's not. I was gonna say he's not like a regular tight end. He's uh number one wide receiver tight end, right? Like if you knew George Kittle or Travis Kelsey was gonna be what they are, yeah. Like you would take that top ten, obviously, because they're they're wide receiver ones just called tight ends. Yeah, and that, like and you see that man. Like he, he's making all these terrific body control. Um the, the the fucking um catch radius is insane with him and like it looks so easy for him. If you I mean part of it part of why Kyle Trask is putting up big numbers, you just have to put the ball in the general vicinity of Kyle Pitts and he will make a play on it. Like I Trask was fine against South Carolina. I didn't think it was anything special, but his numbers are crazy. Hundred percent agree. Like I, I, I didn't put Trask anywhere here, but um Me neither. No, I, I like I kinda felt the same way last week. It was a lot of easy throws. Like I'm not knocking Trask for it, but it's a lot of easy throws and uh Pitts making him look awesome. And Tony and, and Tony Kadir- after the catch. Yeah. Exactly, Kadarius Tony just blowing the game wide open. Who, yeah, I, um, I, while we're here, fuck it, I threw him up, shooting up the board again because, uh, yeah, that fucking touchdown was amazing. He just cooked the guy off the line and then uh, broke a million. To, like the whole, the whole Gamecock squad was there and he he uh, broke all their tackles. Like he, he looks fantastic. So yeah, it's just really easy for contrast right now. And, and with, with Tony, I think the biggest thing is we knew when mm-hmm. the ball was in his hands, he could make these belligerent yak plays happen but it's seeing the improvements as a route runner and it, it's funny because i had high hopes after his sophomore year yeah so for last year and then he just he never really got anything going for them he was banged up and then this year it feels like he's their number one wide receiver with Pitts being a tight end yes and just he is a huge piece of their game plan just get the ball into his hands in space 
and he's working himself open so it doesn't have to be in just bubble screens and jet sweeps. It's he's running legitimate routes and just yeah. cooking defensive backs. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I'll throw Travis Etienne here uh, for best yeah. prospect. I like like he he just like that one. I I mean both uh, both of his scores were awesome, but like the one on the ground where he just. Uh, Broke first contact, kept his balance, and then got hit immediately, but did, did it again. He, he looks amazing. Um, and then, like, what, over think, 100 yards receiving, too. It's just, yeah, 114. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing is he he was a big part of their passing game. Yes. And, and he, he stepped up, and he looked comfortable catching the football. And with his skill set, if he can consistently be a, an impact pass catcher, like, he is Elvin Kamara. The mm-hmm. contact balance is... The, like that's what makes Alvin Kamara such an elite player is his contact balance. Just get the ball to him in space and he can make something happen. And that's what you're seeing with Travis Etienne. He ends up with 73 on the ground, 114 through the air. He's the best. I mean, it, to, to like it just him and Trevor Lawrence look like they're playing high school teams. Yeah, for, for real. They're they like Lawrence was great again. Um, yeah, I don't. Did you put Lawrence here too? I didn't just because I feel like he could be, always be here. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm waiting for the like. We're, I'm sure we're gonna be talking about him a ton next week after they play Miami. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, more on him. But yeah, he he did look great, and he 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 threw a couple times. One in the back of the end zone to Marty Rogers, who was looking healthy too, and had a yak score. Um, no, nah, Clemson's Clemson. Uh, yeah. my number one shooting up the board is Tyson Campbell. Me too, Robert. The George, yeah, the Georgia corner who. Looked good last week against Arkansas. Yep. And had a lot of hype entering the season. I think he was the former 12th overall recruit and five-star. And uh, he has now become Georgia's number one corner. Um, Which is it, saying just, something because it's not like Stokes is a fucking scrub either. So Yeah, and like DJ Daniels going to be on an NFL roster next year too. <laughs> and I think just his size, his, his length – and his fluid movement skills with that length yeah. blew me away. And just the fact that he could match up with Seth Williams, probably the most physical wide receiver in the country. It's been a nightmare it, for the first yeah three couple games. Yeah, it, And just he dominated Seth Williams. Like yeah. Seth Williams finished with three for 34. Um, anytime Tyson Campbell had a one-on-one with him, he won. Um, and, and to the point where Seth Williams came into the game late and like we didn't really hear why. And, uh, yeah, I just thought Tyson Campbell absolutely dominated th- that game, was the best the best player on Georgia, um, and, and looks like a first-round corner. I definitely like, agree. Yeah, like uh, c- corner three right now and a first-round pick? Uh, that's just off the like, top of my head. He, he, just watching him, he looks like he has the highest ceiling in this I, class. I, yeah, exactly. I was about to say, like, I, I know Sertan and uh, Sertan's a freak, too. Yeah. And, I, and Farley's also a freak, actually. But, yeah, like, I would say it's it's those three, um, like, um, Sean Wade, and it's kind of open for the fifth, yeah. maybe Sante Samuel. Like, Sertan's going to be tough to jump, but, like, I wouldn't be absolutely shocked if Campbell's the first corner, if, if he if he comes up. Yeah, he's just got that upside with that, the, yeah. I mean, Sertan's got it, too, but, yeah, Tyson yeah. Campbell just, man, press man, just dominating the most physical receiver in the country, pretty fucking impressive. Yeah, he was, he was my top guy, too. 
Uh, I got a lot of names, but I think he was definitely the headliner. So I'll just I'll, mm-hmm. I'll start throwing in some names here, Rob. I got I got a good okay. chunk of guys. See see what sticks. Yeah, you know what? I'll, uh, I'll stick on. I got a lot of offensive guys, so I'll stick on the D here. Uh, Chad Surratt had another fantastic game against the Eagles of Boston College. Eight tackles, had a sack. Dude just flying all over the field. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how high he can climb. Um, like It's Parsons and Moses. And I, is, your, is your LB3 right now? Do, uh, do you have Bolton? That's off the top of your head. No, Bolton's three. Bolton's three. I think he's four. four. Yeah, I, I I'll check. I'll check while you talk. Okay, I I, I you know me. I, I had Serrato. He's five. Him. He's five. I got Jock four. Right, right, right. Wouldn't be It wouldn't shock me if Serrat is in the back end of the first. I, I do think he's more of a second round guy, but he he's helping himself big time. Well, I think that the thing is with him, Jock, and Bolton, all three of them, like to me, are plug and play NFL starting linebackers. All it's in, in but. Jock is more a specific mm-hmm. use piece, obviously more like an Isaiah Simmons type piece. Bolton has more physical shortcomings just because he he lacks length. Yeah, right. Like he looks like a Demario Davis near Kendricks Bol- type Mike. Bolton's gonna be for like the, those old school defenses that want a a presence. You know what I mean? And then with Chaz Surratt, he's six three two thirty, the most athletic guy on the field most days and looks like fred warner so i I think like he's clearly the easiest yeah um like view to the nfl i don't know that sentence even makes sense no i know you're trying to he's (laughs) he's the easiest projection yeah exactly probably fit for for like just the most teams and just be all right we see all the trades here and it's just like let's take them and not think about it yeah yeah but also the nfl is dumb so like maybe he slides to the third round then becomes fred (laughs) warner the best linebacker in the NFL. Um, I will go to a guy who last week was sliding down my board. This week he's sliding back up. Wow. Uh, Joseph Joseph Asai yep. um, was dominant for Texas against TCU. Texas lost, but TCU could not block this man. Finished with 11 tackles, 3.5 TFLs, and a sack. Um, he had multiple pressures where he just didn't get home. The, the athletic traits are so obvious with him. He is so twitched up. And he he's kind of in this hybrid uh, off-ball linebacker mm-hmm. pass rusher role. Um, so you, he's going to be a specific fit for, I think, a lot of teams. But he's also, like, he's going to go to the combine and dominate it. I also, like, I, I project him more as a pass rusher just because I don't think he necessarily has those, those instincts or cover skills yeah. that you look for in an off-ball linebacker. Yeah. But he's a really good run defender. He's really physical setting the edge. He's got really strong hands. And you saw last week he struggled with a pass rush plan. He had a pass rush plan against TCU. You saw him break it. Like, his club is really good. He, he's got the flexibility to dip and rip. Um, seeing him break those things out, you just see all this potential with him. Uh, in a pretty open pass rusher class where, like, he looks like a top 100 potential pick. Um and even higher than that, uh, as as he continues to develop, he's gonna be an interesting uh, evaluation. Yeah, no, he's he's gonna be fun though. Yeah, for, fun for it's sure. It's just fun. yeah, it's just like being that bit of a tweener. And I I agree. Uh, in the summer, I thought he was more of just put him at the edge. But uh, yeah, definitely interesting. Yeah, I, as an off ball linebacker, I just think of Malik Jefferson, <laughs> and not in a good way. Not in a good way. Yeah. 
Uh, I had the Florida guys we already talked about here down. Uh, Ventrell Miller was great again, too. Keep, keep an eye out for him. Uh, I'll go to the SMU Dubo, which unfortunately, yeah. Reggie Roberson, uh, I didn't see the official injury yet, but uh, there isn't, I checked, there isn't any word yet. Yeah, I don't want to speculate it was uh, any injury, but yeah, non contact. Um, well, yeah, it looked really bad. Um, but he, he, he was amazing before he went down. I had like 243, two touchdowns, just uh, that one juke move you put on was insane, F- flashing that speed down the sideline. It was against Memphis, so it's not like it was a it was a nothing program. He looked amazing. And Shane Bouchard looked good getting into the ball, man. Almost 500 yards passing, three touchdowns. Uh, like, yeah, Trask has been good, but, like, Purdy's been shit. Ellinger, not good either. Like, uh, like Bouchard's, I know he's kind of slower start to the year, but he's kind of ramping it up now. Uh, he's doing, he's mm-hmm. doing well for himself to kind of jump into that middle he's, round quarterback conversation he's get uh, to me he's gonna end up i assume he's gonna end up at the senior bowl and yeah. he's kind of got that thing where people are like oh could he be the gardner Minshew of this class <laughs> yeah yeah that's a good one right he's just like a very fun um quarterback to watch who lacks physical traits but accurate good decision maker can make plays out of structure i like watching shane bichelle a lot which i I mean if you asked me if i liked watching him when he was at texas three years ago i would have said no but uh turns out i like him do you remember how much i liked him after his first start there at texas yeah well he was he was fun as like just thrown into a horrible texas team as a true freshman and then he yeah it kind of fell apart but yeah like you said the team was shit um, I'm going to go to one of your guys because oh, you're the no. biggest Boston College fan <laughs> uh, outside of Massachusetts area. Uh, Hunter Long. That was you, my next You guy. told me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, you'd been talking about him. And then I, I watched that Boston College UNC game and he goes for nine, nine for 96. Also had that touchdown that didn't stand. Um, yeah. He is the six, five, like two fifty. looks the part of a perfect inline tight end. Yeah. Consistently like making plays in the passing game. Um, he he also had a big year last year as a true sophomore, which I don't know that a lot of people talked about because Boston College was just that bad yep. and not fun to watch. I remember um, his name he, a bit he, in the summer, but like, like I'm like, all right, how good can he be? Because Boston College just was not good. Yeah, yeah. Steve Adazio, bad coach. Um, in 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 uh, blocks well in line. He mm-hmm. uh, he looks like an NFL tight end. I honestly, ugh, this might just be my uh. My blatant eagle fandom, but like he's he's getting into that uh, that next group after the top three tight ends for me. Um, he's kind of like the go to guy in that offense, man. I think he had like 16, 17 targets. He's a goddamn horse, like Jerk uh, Jerkovic. Like just keeps looking for him. I, I, he's so much fun. I like him a lot. And while we're here, uh, enter my tight end corner quickly because I got a couple tight ends here. Finally, uh, tight end corner. Tight end yes. corner. Welcome. <laughs> I thought again, Ole Miss's Kenny Yoboa. It was only three catches, but uh, eighty-three yards and a touchdown. He looks like a middle-ish round. I'd, it'd be interesting to see if he comes out, but uh, kind of like that, that the Y guy, like six four two forty. I think he's interesting to keep an eye on, and I'll, I'll throw on the uh, throw in the Iowa State tight ends who both look good. Charlie Kohler especially, four catches for sixty-six. Chase Allen looked good too. Uh, they're kind of <laughs> everything for old Brock Purdy there. I think all, all four of those tight ends uh, help themselves a lot. I, this tight end class looks like it's going to be uh, – I mean, look, I mean, I, obviously we know the top three guys are awesome, and that's it's obviously special. But even the depth of this class is starting to show itself, and it, it looks really good. Yeah. I, I, I mean, having last year's tight end class just <laughs> – 
just god awful, and then coming into this one, it, it's a lot of fun. Oh, definitely. I like yeah. good tight ends. Me too. Uh, do, do you have anybody else before we jump to sliding down? Quick, quick throw-ins. Uh, your boy Michael Carter looked awesome against Boston College. Yeah, sticking that. He's game. Ronald Jones. He's probably. Yeah, I don't know if that's good or bad, but he's Ronald Jones. You've been on him for so long. I think people are sleeping on him. Um, it looks good. Thank uh, you. Running hard too, and uh, some some. Yeah, he's got he's got pads. Yeah. I love the contact balance for like not the biggest back in the world. Yeah. Uh, one more quick hitter, Darius Stills, because we haven't talked about him yet this year. Kind of his coming out party game: two and a half sacks, three and a half TFLs. Uh, better than Dante in this one. I, <laughs> I again, what's I? I don't like watching that West Virginia team. I don't know why I've watched them two weeks in a row and I find their games really boring, even though it goes over time. But uh, he was good. You love Neil Brown though. I do. I, I thought he was more fun than this, but yeah. <laughs> um okay sliding down my number one is gonna be pretty obvious uh trey lance the north dakota state quarterback who got his one game showcase now do i think he's like actually sliding on the board (laughs) no but maybe to the point where i mean uh, daniel jeremiah made it sound like he he could potentially be his quarterback one and i I don't think that's going to be the case going forward because he's calling um calling him andrew Locke. so yeah he he, so he really struggled as a passer in the first half. He missed three would be huge touchdown passes, two overthrows, one underthrow. Um, he threw his first career interception. Uh, he he was like just a lot of bad decisions where he was like leading receivers into contact, missing throws high and and outside, uh, but carrying the team on his back and on the on the ground as a runner like he had one of the most incredible touchdown runs you'll see from a quarterback through through in another touchdown uh he also his best throw of the day was dropped which was a dime a 50-yard dime down the sideline that would have been a touchdown so i i think overall um like his passing stats don't look very good his running stats obviously do uh his passing stats he played so much better in the second half, specifically in the fourth quarter. And if that dime was was caught, like he would have had three touchdown passes and been around two hundred passing yards. Uh, but I just think there there's gonna be just because he's only played that was only I think his sixteenth collegiate game. He's yeah. played so few games compared to Trevor Lawrence, um, and then uh, Justin Fields obviously has uh, a handful more games to to prove himself. And so, and like, this is just, if Lance declares, which I assume he will, this is just going to be kind of the lasting thing. And it was against Central Arkansas, who, for an FCS defense, is very good. But obviously, compared to other, like, what Lawrence and Fields are playing against, I just think maybe this type of performance, I, I, like, I still think he's top 10 pick. But maybe, like, I thought he could potentially go ahead of Fields. And now I'm thinking... That won't happen, probably. Did you? Uh, Daniel Jeremiah wrote an article. Did you? Did you read it? No. Yeah, he 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 put a lot of words out just just based on this game. Um, and like, yeah, like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, go read it on NFL.com. Weird plug that they don't pay me. Stop! For it. Stop plugging them. You love <laughs> them so much. He he was right though. Like he was saying about like okay, the Andrew Luck stuff is a little little lofty and uh, kind of not making excuses for Lance, but like. He was saying like he came out too juiced, which is I'm sure is right because it's their only yes. game. It's it's the biggest game. He, it, so like, it, it looked like I, like this is a weird thing to say, but it looked like he was trying too hard, or yeah. especially in the first half, he was just he was going like he was attacking so aggressively and not just taking what he should take at times. 
and then also like just overthrowing hey train overthrowing uh balls like he had one i think it was sproles on one where the db fell down there was no db within 20 yards of sproles and he overthrew him by like 10 yards it's the tray train um yeah yes, no, that, that's thank what, you that's what kind of dj kept saying it's just it was um it was, he was pressing too hard, and uh, it makes sense given that it's <laughs> there was what like thirty no uh, twenty three teams in attendance or something like that, and it's his only game, and it's just such a weird situation for a prospect. Um, it, it, like it, it's a really unique like I that's never really been a thing before what he had to go through, and it's not like it was like a yeah unsurmountable mountain, but it's a weird headspace to be in. So. Um, like you said, it's not like he's actually sliding down the board, but uh, not the game he wanted. Um, yeah, it, again, it, it was a it's a weird weird space though. Um, I don't know. I don't have any big major guys. You know, I'm bad for sliding down the board. Um, they 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 creep down for me slowly, Rob. Um, I'll start with Sam Allen. Well, it's not like we're actually physically moving them <laughs> down the board. I know, I know. It takes me it takes me a couple of weeks to settle in in my mind though. I'll, I'll throw Sam Allen. I got actually. You know what? Uh, yeah, I'll throw Ellinger first. I don't know, man. He just, I don't, I don't, he's not, he doesn't do you just, it. You don't see it there, right? You yeah. just don't see it. Like, he put up back-to-back games, of, or all three of his games this season. He's put up huge numbers, but when you, like, actually watch him, you just, I, I don't see it there. He's a and fun his college throwing motion is so wonky. Yeah, it is. He's Tim Tebow, but, like, a little better. Yeah, he's a better A better passer. Tim Tebow. Yeah. Like, he'll last in the NFL as a backup, I think. Yeah, I, I do too, and I think like he'll endear himself to teams, and like he's a good leader, and he's he's that type of he's Tim Tebow. Um, yeah, and like another one I'll throw in because it's it's a more of a full season thing than this week. Uh, Tamario and Terry, like he's fine against Jacksonville State, but like he hasn't been great at all. And that Florida State team's a fucking mess. Mike Ravel, whoever thought he'd be a good coach, um, but. I don't know. He's just not doing it, man. And all these other great receivers uh, have been putting up awesome numbers, and that's without the Pac-12 and the Big Ten even playing it. So uh, I had my doubts with him in the summer because he can't catch the football, and uh, he's still struggling with that. So I don't know, just uh, not helping himself at all this year. Um, I'll have one more name in a sec, but go, you, you throw me with a couple. Okay. Um, I thought Marco Wilson didn't look very good against South Carolina. He's a, he's a guy who I don't think either of us liked in the summer, but he had some first-round talk. Um, I thought against South Carolina, he really struggled against Shai Smith. Uh, just the Shai Smith's quick, quick or I guess short area quickness and suddenness mm-hmm. was really giving Wilson some hell. Um, he just didn't look overly athletic or explosive trying to, like his click and close didn't look very good. And like he's a bigger corner and I, I just don't see it with him. Um I also thought J.C. Horn really struggled for South Carolina. Now, in his defense, he was covering Kyle Pitts yeah. a lot of the time. Yeah. And that's, like, going to be, like, even though Horn's got great size, he Kyle Pitts is 6'6". Six, six. So, that's just, like, kind of just a poor matchup situation for anybody. Um, also, how about uh, Charles Snowden? I didn't think looked very good against Clemson. Mm-hmm. He uh, just very non-impactful. Not doing much, and the problem with him is he's a tweener, and I think some like I think ultimately he's probably a Sam linebacker, um, who who can maybe be a, like you're hoping can be like a Kyle Van Noy type. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
where he's, he can pass rush sometimes, but he can play off ball as well. But, yeah, he wasn't really doing anything as a pass rusher, just getting stonewalled and not really making much of an impact against the run either. Uh, yeah, no, uh, he definitely hasn't popped yet, but it's it's so early. Um, maybe this one's not fair, but I put Charleston Rambo here, who, like, I don't know. Like, Oklahoma's obviously lost two games already. I just – I feel he hasn't done enough. Maybe it's just, like, it's not, not much like he's sliding down. It's just, like, I've been waiting for him to pop, and he hasn't. You know what I mean? Just kind of a disappointing season. Like yeah, yet, if you've got high expectations for a guy, which I think a lot of us did with Rambo and that Oklahoma team in general, yeah, and then it just hasn't really happened. Like, he hasn't taken that step you expected. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, yeah, he had the one, like, you know, the, the one where at the end of the game where they moved the sticks, and then uh, I think it was the the Rattler interception drive. But, um, where you know, he did get held on that play, by the way. Go go Sooners. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I, it was like, it was like, Honestly, I was so I – th- I felt like, okay, this is the chain mover. They got another – you know, uh, okay, they're going to go down and win the game. Rambo's about to emerge. And then it, it just didn't happen. So it was like he was so close to being maybe up the board, and now it's like down the board. It's, it's kind of a funny pivot game for him. Um, and then Texas coming up th- this week in the in the most useless uh, Red River <laughs> showdown ever because it's not even the state fair. Nothing about that game makes sense, which I, kind of makes me love it more. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so we'll see what he does this week. <laughs> uh, I'll give you a couple more. KJ Costello. Yeah. Um, yeah. Same conference, or new conference, same Mike Leach, where no matter what, we're sticking with the air raid. When when uh, Arkansas plays it perfectly and we have an all-SEC back, we're sticking with the air raid. Um, yeah, he threw three interceptions. Um, I mean, that's going to happen with this team. I think like they're going to win games. They shouldn't win and lose games. They shouldn't lose. Arkansas also just more competitive than I think a lot of people expected. Um, who they lose Barry to Odom. Arizona basically Arkansas. What? I'm, make, I'm making a pac 12 joke. Oh, I don't Why would you joke about the greatest? Conference? I'm sorry. I, I look, I learned my lesson on this on the weekend, making a joke about a 9am kickoff, but yeah, uh, well, yeah, I gave it to you for that. <laughs> I'll never make another Pac-12 reference or joke. Thank again. you, yeah. thank you. Um, but Barry Odom, the Arkansas DC former Missouri head coach, did a great yeah. job. I don't know, Bo Pelini couldn't handle just dropping eight in the zone, uh, but Barry Odom could. So Arkansas won. Wait, can I and make one more Pac-12 threw, joke? Three picks. Yeah. Is he the Jimmy Lake of the South? Okay, that was a good joke. That was pretty sick. Oh, okay. I, I thought I stepped in it again. I was scared. No, 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 no. Hey, any <laughs> Apple Cup reference? I'm in. Um, so, yeah, Costello after rising last week, sliding this week. Yeah. Um, Seth Williams, who we already talked a little bit about, he just yeah. just got fucking destroyed by Tyson Campbell. See, and I, I think now the, the problem with Seth Williams is you see him against Kentucky. He's making all these insane contested catches, so physical. And then you see him against Georgia, and he's struggling to separate. And when you've got a, a corner with similar size to him, like he just couldn't make things happen. And he also had, I think, two drops. Yeah, well um... – he had the one where that should have been a touchdown, where, where he just didn't finish yeah. through the ground. That that's a bad one. See, yeah. I was gonna, I didn't put him here. Uh, I'll mention him again in a sec. A little surprising, but uh, I, I kind of chalked it up to Tyson Campbell having a great game more than Williams. But yeah, I, I forgot about that drop. That, uh, that I kinda... think just the the drop the drops and then his struggling to separate. Which I mean, that's when not you, surprising. Like just in in the context of draft Twitter, there are some people who love 
the the type of just physical through the cast point wins contested catch receivers and so other people look at it as can he separate and yeah. i think i mean sometimes you see it work and sometimes you don't and now i just think that's something that will be on people's minds I, I to be honest i'm so bad i feel like i go back and forth each year's like like this past draft was like i don't want i'm out of the on the big receivers and then i feel like this year is like a couple of them are creeping me back in so we'll see what happens yeah i was out on antonio gandy golden <laughs> So. Well, you know me. I was I was low on Pittman, and uh, I I I already I love Pittman. I know. I I already think I was wrong, but we'll see. He's yeah. on IR now, so sad. I know. I know. Uh, Sucks. Um, okay, I'll throw two more. I fucking love hating on people. I know the U the UNC receiver trio yeah. just yeah. They've only played two games. There's a long time between that Syracuse and Boston College game. Both games, the offense struggled. Um, and BC almost almost came back and, have, yeah. and tied it. Uh, and, and just Diami Brown, Daz Newsom, and Bo Corrales just aren't making that big of an in- impact. They combined for seven catches for 101 yards in this game. And, like, Bo was um, maybe the most impactful, too. So, And, and like, it, yeah, it's just you expected this passing attack to be a lot. Again, we might have just got Over. too excited and overrated yeah. the combination of Mac Brown, Sam Howell looking so good for a true freshman, and then the way they've been recruiting. Like, I think those things just made us think this is a top 15 team. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's, it's not, AJ. Yeah. It's yeah. good. It's a, It's going to – they're, they're going to win games, and they're going to – I think they're going to compete in mostly every game they're in. But maybe they're back back half of the top 25 rather than front half. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that, that hurts for you to say, right? Yeah, I love North Carolina. <laughs> um, I'll give you one more – and it's just something I've noticed through two games. Dylan Moses. Okay. Now, against Missouri, he made some big, big, big plays. Yeah. He also, their big touchdown um, to the running back, that was his fault. Then, against Texas A&M, he got beat by Aeneas Smith. He got beat a couple other times in coverage. Um, he, I, I just, I, it's just something to think about. I just okay. thought I'd throw his name down. I don't think he's actually sliding down the board, but I just think it's something I noticed. All right. All right, I'm glad you. Uh, he also he he also um could have I thought he should have made a play on Spiller on a big run and he didn't. Okay, All I'm right. just I'm just AJ undrafted. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, out of nowhere prospect. Uh, I got two names here. Uh, first, how about Lekendrick Van Sant, the other TCU safety who they uh, yo their whole like secondary is pretty fun. Yeah, he, he like led... Outside of the two dudes, too. Yeah, I know. Our Darius watching that uh, okay game. But, yeah, uh, Vincent led the team in tackles, uh, had the interception, uh, had that hit on the goal line where I'm not sure the wide receiver really got in, but they gave the touchdown to him. But I don't know. Uh, when I, uh, this, is, this is the Seahawks fan in me. But when I see, like... And, I mean, it's a football fan. But when I see safeties, like, really trying to lay the lumber at the goal line and making sure guys don't get it, it just gets my juices flowing. So, when I see him doing that, and uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm i like, I, I roll with the safety there. It's like, yeah, I shouldn't have counted. But, yeah, he I, he, he popped to me. And uh, sometimes I was looking over and I thought it was Washington making plays. and he, he But, no, it's advancing. Yeah, I know. I did, too. Yeah. six one one ninety five. So, uh, he's got the length to him. I, I thought he was really interesting. Junior. Too, by the way um i went with Emeka amezi uh oh. the nc state wide receiver who was on the uh receiving end of two of leary's touchdowns had over 100 yards 
And he is like he to the vibe I was getting was like he was like posting up as a power forward and just mm. just alphaing the the pit corners and uh, he I don't know he was he's pretty exciting. Uh, you know, okay, my next one isn't an out of nowhere; it's a blast from the past. Oh, Cl- yes, Khalil Herbert at Vatek, yes, absolutely carried them, put over two hundred yards rushing, two touchdowns on twenty carries. Uh. It couldn't beat up Puka at Kansas, but I, I kind of liked him because we've watched him for, what, two, three years already now. So kind of liked him. And it, I, honestly, I totally forgot he's at Vatek. And <laughs> then he kind of just carried them to, to beat Duke. And that Vatek team is weird. I'm pretty sure the offensive line is good. I've heard some good things about some of those guys. I haven't, I haven't dug in there yet. But uh, <laughs> kind of, I don't know. I always have a soft spot for Vatek. Well, I, I'm glad Herbert's carrying them they've they've been dealing with some covid stuff yeah uh, yeah and, and their starting quarterback hooker has been out and burmeister the organ uh transfer has been in and yep. he's uh like he's what you'd expect out of a backup <laughs> like he's nothing too special and yeah herbert and they haven't had a like a consistent run game at vodtech in a while and all of a sudden boom herbert gets there yeah no for sure i we, interesting we like herbert's yeah we do love herbert's <laughs> coincidence that uh burmeister is their quarterback too Maybe not. Mm. Uh, okay, who made you look stupid? Uh, this is kind of low-hanging fruit here, but I, I'm sticking with Brock. Not sticking. I'm the opposite. I'm dumping Brock Purdy because I, I remember going back to the summer. I was too high on him. Um, I had him in the like it, you know I wasn't these this top sixty like some people were, but I had him in the mid rounds, and I'm like, okay, maybe a developmental guy, uh, and you're not worried about him spot starting. Uh, but no, he, he looks like nothing more than a backup quarterback to me now. Uh, like, yeah, they beat Oklahoma. His yards per attempt or uh, completion at least were good, but uh, I don't know. I I I'm not feeling it at all there anymore. Like, I don't think he like I don't think he's declaring. No, no, that's another good point. Like, he shouldn't. Um, <laughs> him, him and Matt Campbell are, are gonna win the Big Twelve next year. Next year, this year, buddy. No, TCU, baby. Real clones. Uh, yeah, Max no, Duggan. <laughs> fuck. Was, I was wrong on Max Duggan, too. Fuck. Um, no. Pretty, pretty looks like. Uh, yeah, I think you're definitely right. Just just go back. You got a, you got a great connection there with Matt Campbell. This year's not looking great. Go back. And I'll go with a quarterback who I was – I am always high on because um, <laughs> he, he works for – my hero, Mike Leach. Uh, Kidget Costello maybe looks stupid. We already <laughs> talked about him, but he made I mean, a lot of I people was, look stupid though. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. But like, I was like, I have him higher. Like, I, I legitimately, uh, he's my quarterback for entering the year. Yeah. And so last week I was feeling real smart. Now this week not so much. I, I think that might be the ride with uh, this Mississippi State team. Um, that's just the ride with Mike Leach in general. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Costello is currently my QB four. One one day Leach is posting funny memes, and uh, the next you're you're not sure. Which... He got too into the memes. He wasn't coaching well because he was just thinking <laughs> about memes. Fuck. Yeah, so uh, the next day he'll say something weird. Yeah. <laughs> best prospect versus prospect matchup. We kind of touched on both. I put two down, and we've already touched on them. Um, I think Campbell versus Williams was the highlight yeah, show. That's that's what I put. Yeah, and then you can even throw in Stokes and Schwartz in there too. Who. I, I like oh, Anthony. Okay. I like Anthony Schwartz and like he had eight catches. I, I, I think he's gonna 
I don't know. I, I don't know what the role is for him. I don't know if Auburn's using him perfect. Bonex sucks, Mm-mm. so. Bonex sucks. He missed him on that deep one. Yeah, so I think he might be a better. I, I, I'm stealing this from Twitter. I saw someone mention it, but I agree. Like, he might be a better pro. No, it's than a fact. Him. It's a fact. I yeah. think that's just generally what everyone's thinking. Like, he's the fastest man in college football, and he, and he looks so much, like, more um, – clean as a true receiver this year yeah he does yeah. but like but bo nicks just doesn't do a good job of getting him the ball and uh he is just he's so freaking fast him and seth williams should be a perfect compliment but bo yeah. sucks so yeah uh do you have another um, one here no i just went with williams campbell because it was okay. just it was my favorite thing from yesterday yeah I think. I'll, I'll throw in a lesser one and we already talked about it but uh, Kyle Pitts versus Horn and just Trask versus the the South Carolina DBs. Mukum, oh, I can't say his name. Mukuamu, who had that amazing uh, interception, the one-handed diving and showing mm-hmm. off his length there. That was awesome. But, yeah, like you said, it, it, Horn was on Pitts a decent amount and struggled. But, like, I, okay, you know what? It's such a compliment to Pitts that he's getting corner one treatment. <laughs> I think that's awesome for Pitts. And it's just like he's a he's a goddamn mismatch, man. Like, I don't know how many safeties in the country could handle him. Not many. Uh, probably no linebackers. Uh, and now this is a legit corner, and you can't do it. Like, who who in the country are you matching up on Kyle Pitts? Very few guys. Maybe Mukamu should have been the, the. I can't say his name. I wish I could. Maybe should have been. Yeah. Maybe should have been the. That would have been interesting. Yeah, that would have. I wonder it. what. Yeah. I I I wonder um like who Alabama would match up with him. It's a good question. Or or Georgia, like is Tyson Campbell gonna match up with him? Because I am here for that. Like I mean, I, yeah, I guess I would if I'm Georgia playing. First of all, the 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 outdoor cocktail party is gonna be amazing this year. Um, but yeah, if I'm Georgia, I put Campbell right because you don't have any like you have Tony to worry about, but you're always gonna worry about him. Um, you know, like Grimes doesn't do it for me. Like, you know, yeah, Grimes does not look very good. No, he had a bad game. I didn't put him anywhere, but uh, I'm kind of glad we no. brought him up. He had a bad game. Um, so yeah, I guess you put Campbell, and then uh, you roll Stokes, and the rest of your secondary you kind of just trust to contain Tony. It's been a right. game. Prospect, sorry, yeah. prospect who played the box score. Uh, speaking of Georgia, I, I got two here, both ideals. I threw Jordan oh, Davis in here. Fucking cocked me. Okay, okay, you go, wait. you go. I got a, I got another he, one. I got another one. Okay, for for two reasons. He blocked for two touchdowns <laughs> on offense. He lined yeah. up tight end, blocked for two touchdowns. Um, but it, it, on that defensive line, like Auburn couldn't run the ball on them, and he's a huge reason why. He just yeah. clogs up so much space. He's so gigantic. Yeah. yeah but, like, despite that, he's not playing too high. He's able to just anchor down each space up and just – I don't know, he's got, like, this skill set that I just think the Patriots would fall in love with, where mm-hmm. he'll never put up big numbers, but just be a dumb force in the middle. Do you have a like that, And that's his game. Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, I'll check. But um, that's kind of his game. Like, his game is just dominant. No, I don't. Dominant, but not really putting up stats. Yeah. Like, that's what it was last year, and he's a guy who's, who lines up all over the defensive line. Like, he can be a true nose. He lines up at one. He lines up at three. He can be a five-tack. Like, and, and, and when he, he's able to um, get some – like, to there's flashes last year of his, his hand use, and when he can really open up and develop his hands, I think there's some big passers upside there because he's so big, so strong, plays with very good leverage despite being 6'6", that if he can learn to put a passer's plan together, he'll be terrifying. 
Definitely. I, I'm sticking at the interior defensive line, and this is a true nose tackle, baby. Kyrus Tonga from BYU, who had like two tackles in a hurry, drew a hold where he probably had a sack, uh, commanding double teams every single snap. And you know what I love from him? Um, he gets his hands up every single play. And uh, I know that's such a minor thing, but it's like he, he's putting his hands up and jumping, trying to bat down passes. And it's not always there because he's, he's a massive man, but <laughs> he can't jump the, the, that much. But I, I he's uh, like, uh, you know me, I go back and forth with nose tackles too. But uh, Tong is kind of endearing himself so far this year to me. Um, he's looked good in every game. And it's another guy he's not going to get major sacks but he's got the power to him and he's going to push the pocket um and uh, i think he should be able to do it in the nfl but i, I want to see him against like the bowl game i think is going to be important for byu and, and the prospects you know yeah 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 um prospect is being overhyped you know where i'm going i gotta do it mac jones yeah he's good but uh twitter was was a little too hot rob and it was all it's kind of tongue-in-cheek no, I'm not tongue in cheek. It's kind of like hint, hint, nudge, nudge, hot. Like where it's kind of quiet, hot. Uh, I don't know. I, I, okay, what do you think of Mac but Jones? That, right now, that's gonna happen every week. We're gonna it do is. this every week. We did it last week with KJ Costello. We did this week and Cal Trask. And this yep. week it was Mac Jones. It's gonna be every week. It is. Uh, like he's got all the talent in the world he, around him. Like he looked, he looked, he looked good. But his receivers were very open. Also, yes. He threw some. I mean, he threw some good deep balls. But like that one to Jalen Waddle, he did underthrow. Yeah. Um, like he does look like an NFL pro, like a guy we're gonna like seriously yeah. evaluate, rather yeah. than the guy who I thought would get benched for Bryce Young at some point. <laughs> no, he does. Yeah, he looks like he's uh, Adrian McCarron plus, <laughs> like. Yeah, you know, uh, it's Bama, man. Like, yeah, it's 400-yard game, but uh, it's Bama, and those receivers are amazing, and he's got all day to throw, and I don't know. Like, uh, he, he looks composed, and he's making the throws, but uh, it's it just nothing nothing special for a 400-yard game or anything. Um, I went with Kellen Mond because I didn't know he was <laughs> being viewed as a the fourth-best quarterback in the country by Todd McShay, or prospect in the country by – Tom McShay, 58th overall on his board. Um, hey, Kellamont's a good college quarterback, but and, and you see flashes of what yeah. he can do. He's got, like, he makes some insane throws, but he's, his decision-making accuracy has never gotten better. Um, he, like, he ended up playing pretty solid against a great Alabama team. But, uh, no, he, to me, Kellamont's, like, like, borderline maybe will be at the Senior Bowl quarterback. At and best, not, yeah, uh, I, not, not, uh, not a second round pick. <laughs> Hot take there, Rob. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to agree with you. No, yeah, I d- definitely agree. <laughs> um, and finally, small school guy who cut your eye. I, you know, I just threw Zarek Cooper in, baby, because he almost pulled it off. They fell apart. I think he started like nine for nine. Uh, I don't know. I, I. <laughs> I'm just, I just want to give props to Zarek Cooper, and I, I'm struggling with small school guy because like. It's like how many, how small do we have to go? So I keep going to the FCS, and uh... that that's fair. I just, I, I generally like, G, I just take G five people, like even if the school's not physically small. Okay, Reggie Roberson caught my. <laughs> yeah, uh, I put Zayvon Collins, who has been here before for me, the Tulsa linebacker. He yeah. uh, helped in. He he was again freaking awesome. Uh, against uh, in a big game against UCF, they upset UCF. Tulsa's good. Tulsa's they good. They almost beat yeah. Oklahoma State. They beat UCF. Like their defense is 
so weird because it's just so massive. I love and, it. And uh, Zayvon Collins, 10 tackles, broke up two passes, had a pick, and three and a half TFLs. Like, he's 6'4", 260, and moves so well. Former high school quarterback. I'm falling for Zayvon mm. Collins. Uh, we, I watched the last, I don't know, eight, seven minutes of the game, and, like, Dylan Gabriel and the UCF offense, uh, they were down a score, and they could just not get anything going. That Tulsa defense is legit. Um. Yeah. Hell yeah. Tulsa forever, baby. Uh, you know what else is forever? 2020. No, it's not. It's Rob, don't say that. <laughs> it's never going to end. Uh, but hey, Manscaped's here to take the pressure off of you for living in the worst year ever. Thank forever. you, Manscaped. Uh, um, they're here to remind you to shave your balls with the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0. It's a premium electric trimmer that's designed to give you a confidence boost through body image. Their ceramic blade and skin-safe technology are designed to reduce nicks or tugs on your fellas down low. The Lawnmower 3.0 is also waterproof and comes with an LED light so you can manscape in the shower in the dark or in a dark shower, whatever floats your boat. They also just released their Shears 2.0 nail kit, which is the perfect add-on to their Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. The Shears 2.0 is a luxury four-piece nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools, and it includes tip tweezers, rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. The Shears 2.0 nail kit allows you to pluck your eyebrows and trim your nails in style. On their website, you'll also find the Crop Reserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant moisturizer. This will help you tame that summer swamp ass with natural hydrators and antioxidants. You'll also find the Crop Reviver, a testy toner that's like having clone that's designed for your balls. We won't judge you if we catch you sniffing yourself. Go to manscaped.com, check out some of these life-changing products. In fact, listeners of this show will get 20% off and free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use code armchair. It's time to grab 2020 by the horns by shaving your front trunk. And Bet Online is here to help you bet online. <laughs> Go to Bet Online and Bet Online. All the sports are happening, I think. No, wait, hockey's over. Hockey's over. Uh, the, the two sports that matter are happening. The NBA Finals, the NFL season, college football. The, they, those are the things to bet The on. NHL draft is coming up. Yeah, bet, do prop bets on the NHL draft. <laughs> um, and hey, bet, bet online is here to be your place to bet online. And they are the presenting sponsor of our college football picks. Uh, AJ's one short of a six-pack, my five picks of the week. Uh, and let's jump into week six. Uh, last week I did a sixth game to even my record because I had that Baylor game canceled. I went three and three to make me eight and seven on the season. I went two and three and I'm four, five and one. I guess I'm not counting the the first one, but yeah, uh, I'm I'm eating shit, Rob. I'm not doing great. <laughs> Wait, what? How are you four, five and one? I think I've fifteen for- games. I forgot about the first week. I, for- I for- forgot when we started doing this. I'll I'll fix it for next week. Don't worry. Oh my god! Always issues with you. Cause I'm eating shit. I don't want to say what my record is. No, I'm joking. Yeah, I'm not doing good. Two and three last week. Okay. Uh, first game for me. I'm I'm taking. Um, now the AP will change these rankings, but for now they are still ranked. Uh, noon on Fox, number nine Texas. Uh, against number eighteen Oklahoma at the Cotton Bowl. I've got the Sooners favored by three. Okay, I don't know what the spread is going to be. This is I. I because they game. both suck. I put it at seven and a half. I don't know where it's gonna be. For Oklahoma? Yeah. I, 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 okay, so I, what's the difference there? Can you do math? Let's do four and a half. Okay. And I'll still take Oklahoma. I'm also taking Oklahoma too. They, like I mentioned, the worst uh Red River rivalry in history because there's no Texas State Ferry. And they're still playing there for some reason. 
Uh, and obviously they're both shit. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm taking Oklahoma. Oklahoma's not going to lose three straight games. That's, that's I, I agree with you, and I think a huge part of Texas' issue is they're so undisciplined. The amount of penalties – it was bad officiating, but the amount of penalties they're taking is just dumb mistakes happening. Yeah. I think Lincoln Riley's obviously the better coach than Tom Herman. What? Um, yeah. Cool. Four p.m. ESPN. Number two, Alabama at Ole Miss. I put it at Alabama favored by thirteen and a half. I didn't touch this game. I thought about it. Are you taking Ole Miss? Plus? I, I I I fuck with that spread. I like it. I'm I, taking Alabama. Okay. Uh, if you're taking Alabama, no. I, I'll, okay, I'll give you thirteen and a half. Okay, I'm taking Alabama thirteen and a half. I think. Ole Miss offense will, will spark some things, but Nick Saban's going to end up shutting them down. I, I feel like Alabama it will dominate that Ole Miss defense. How many? Alabama ends up winning like 45 yeah. to, to 24. Okay. All right. That's what I was about to ask you. All right. Um, I will stick in the SEC. Oh, wait. You know what? I'm so dumb. I did pick that game. <laughs> oh, sick. <laughs> I thought I did. Yeah, I had it at 14. And you know what? Uh, I'll take Ole Miss just to just to change things up here. So, uh, what line are we going with? Fourteen or thirteen and a half? Uh, fourteen because it helps me. Okay. No, we'll go we'll go thirteen and a half. So there's no push. So there's no push. Okay. 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 Uh, yeah. You know what? Give me give me give me Ole Miss to hang around. Um, would you say forty five twenty four? I'll say it's it's forty to uh twenty eight. For, for Bama. Okay. Uh, 7.30 on ABC. I guess the the biggest game for sure. The biggest yep. game of the day. Yep. Uh, number 8 Miami, who I don't think their ranking will change. Uh, actually, no, they'll jump Auburn, so they'll probably be 7. Uh, at number 1 Clemson, I've got Miami plus 10. Oh, I have it too. Yeah. 10? Yeah. Are you also taking Miami? And I am, yeah. I'm also taking Miami. <laughs> That's weird. Clemson, Clemson got off to a slow start against Virginia. Obviously, they ran away with it. But I think those Jalen Phillips and Quincy Roche are yeah. going to give Clemson some issues. Uh, the secondary plays really physical football. Clemson, outside of Amari Rodgers, the receivers are a little shaky. You, you know, um, Yeah, exactly. They don't have that game-breaking guy. And, like, Rodgers has been good, but, like... I, like he's good, but he's not special, and I think that 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 Miami uh, secondaries can handle Rodgers. I think the key will be seeing who's covering Etienne in the passing game. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing because Miami doesn't have like stud linebackers. And then the other side of the ball, I think Derek King and Rhett Lashley just it it's so hard to consistently stop this running game for four quarters. And like Brevin Jordan's a complete mismatch. Um, now their wide receivers aren't all that good, but I like I think Clemson wins, but Miami Miami at least hangs. Yeah. Like I think Miami look like is legitimately one of the the 12, 15 best teams in the country. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it's like a thirty, maybe like a thirty eight, no, a thirty five twenty eight game, thirty five twenty eight. Um, okay, then I, I picked my other two games. Don't have official time slots yet. Okay, uh, we picked all so, the five same games. <laughs> Oh, nice. Okay, so I floor number three Florida at number thirteen Texas A and M. I have Florida favored by fourteen and a half. Oh wow. Okay, I. Okay, I I have a five and a half. I don't know what the hell they put this line at. I know A and M. A and M is overrated. What, as hell. what do we jump? What do we change that to? Yeah, let's talk it through. What do you have? Fourteen and a half. Yeah, and you have five and a half. Yeah. What about nine and a half? Okay, I'm, I'm down for that. Um, and I'm t- I'm taking Florida. 
I am too. So it doesn't it doesn't matter. A and M is overrated. I think they're gonna give give them some points here. It's in uh, it's in Aggie Land. Uh, I know there's. I think I guess I have fans, but like it, there's no home home field advantage there. But anyways, yeah. I don't. A uh, and not good. They're the most overrated team in college football every single year. Uh, Florida is good. I, I again, I think there's gonna be a lot of points in this game though. Like I think Mond and uh, and crew there should move the ball, but um, it's too easy right now for for the Kyle crew, man. It's uh, and then you you mix in Tony and it's just uh, it's just too much right now. Uh, and then finally number twenty one Tennessee at number four Georgia. I've got the Bulldogs favored by eight and a half. Me too. Wow, that's weird. Um. And you're taking Georgia as well. <laughs> Guess right, Rob. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that that defense. I mean, like offensively, I, it's gonna be a low scoring game. But I, think I so. also thought that it, I thought that with the Auburn game, and they <laughs> ended too. up putting up points. Um, in, in the end, like I I see Georgia winning this game like twenty one ten. Yeah, that's how it feels. Right. I wonder. I wonder. If, like we we had the two lines identical. I wonder if we're gonna hit. I wonder how close we'll be on those lines. We did okay last week. I'm. I'm more interested to, when we get close on the lines than uh, when our picks are right. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So that hey, that's all of it. Good work once again. Pat oh. on your back. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. You too. You, this is your best show in a while. Really? It, yeah. Like maybe ever. Wow, that means a lot. I thought the, I was off. I haven't had my coffee yet, but uh... the <laughs> the fans will be discussing this one for for the next decade. Wow. Thank you. It's all down, it's all downhill from here. Well, yo, I've said that years ago, so <laughs>